You can be the most talented photographer and not have yeah, a sustainable business because maybe your marketing isn't very good. Maybe your business admin isn't good, which also includes your client care, which is so important. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's guest is Stacy Crowlow of Pepper, a business admin outsourcing company for creatives. We've personally found that outsourcing different tasks in our business has made us more productive, efficient, and has freed us up to spend time on things that we actually enjoy spending time on. So I figured it was about time I record an episode on outsourcing. I chat with Stacy more specifically about the benefits of hiring a VA or administrative assistant. We cover how I need to get over my fear of giving up control, when you know you're ready to hire a VA, what you should expect to pay, and how to make sure you set up the relationship for success. But before we get to the episode, if you're revisiting your website this season, head on over to giveaway.davianchrista.com for a chance to win one of our Show It website templates. Again, you can find all the details about that at giveaway.davianchrista.com. Be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources we mentioned during this episode. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes have you enjoyed most so far and why? To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davian Krista Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. This is an episode that I'm really excited to talk about because we're talking about outsourcing and we're talking about getting help for people in their businesses. And I have serious trust issues. You know, it's <laughs> taken me a while to get to the point. You know, we just hired employees. That was a whole process, but it's taken me a while to get there. So I'm excited to dig into some of this with you and hopefully get people to a point where if they are swimming in work, maybe they can trust a VA or administrative assistant to take on some of that work for them. I love it. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so we were connected uh, by a mutual friend who thought that I needed to talk with you about this subject. And I do think it's just such an important subject to talk about um, because time is so valuable. And at some point in your business, you're going to realize, hey, I'm doing tasks that really aren't worth my time right now that could be outsourced to uh, somebody else. So I'm excited to dig into this. I think I can jump right in with that. So here's the thing. I think when you're a creative entrepreneur and you've really gone all in and the first couple of years, you love what you're <laughs> doing so much. It energizes you. Like if what you're doing, your career, whatever service or trade that you are, it feeds you. You can do it 24 seven for those two years. And by the end, you're like, I'm still loving my life. And then year three rolls around. You're like, okay, well, I still love what I'm doing, but also maybe I want a boyfriend. Yeah. Maybe I want to do something else, you know, as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I 
haven't been the best friend, the best like sibling or parent or whatever relationship you have in your life. You maybe feel like you've been slacking a little bit on those. And okay, well, those are also going to be fulfilling in your life. And you want to spend some time on those things too. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and diving into this too soon because I want to know a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point where you're now starting. You just started a company and it hasn't even officially launched, at least at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, and we're going to have details on on it uh, by the end uh, here. But Pepper is the company name and you're providing business admin outsourcing for creative entrepreneurs. So I want to talk about how your background in photography brought you to to founding uh, Pepper. So where did your entrepreneurial journey start? Well, with photography, so that was a few years ago, a friend of mine asked me to photograph her son's wedding. And first I, I said, no, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> well, I, I take photos for fun. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I ended up second shooting that wedding, fell completely in love with it. It was so much fun. Just kept getting asked to shoot more and more and it all happened really naturally and organically. And then after a couple years of doing it on the side and really by the second, the second year was sure. more than a, a side gig. It was like having two full-time jobs and I was loving it so much. I decided to take the plunge. And then year three comes around. And just like I was saying before, I was feeling stressed. Um, I still loving what I was doing, but thinking, how is this going to be sustainable for me? How am I going to keep up with all this work? I'm busier than ever. It's so amazing. I feel so much gratitude, but also I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we all get to that point too. You know, interesting, something interesting that I've observed, especially with wedding photographers. And I probably made this observation because we were, we used to shoot, you know, we used to be wedding photographers is that, you know, everybody wants to get to that 25, 30 weddings a year, you know, that's a big goal. And then they get there and they realize, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, or I think in our our peak, we shot just over 40 weddings in a year. Yeah. And then you, you know, you get to that point and you're like, oh my gosh, on some level, this isn't sustainable, at least with how I have the business set up, you know? Right. So really interesting. I think that's a really interesting observation. It's probably true, you know, across the board, I think, you know, everybody wants more work and then they get more work and they're like, oh my gosh, how do I, how do I manage all of this work? Exactly. So the thing that feeds you as a creative, like for us, for example, is being a photographer and shooting those weddings and engaging with our clients. The thing that weighs you down and the thing that makes you tired is the business side. (laughs) And you can be the most talented photographer and not have a sustainable business because maybe your marketing isn't very good. Maybe your business admin isn't good, which also includes your client care, which is so important. You can provide the most beautiful photos, but if the overall experience isn't good, those people may or may not recommend you. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think there's so much that goes into business beyond just delivering an exceptional product or service. And, you know, I I feel like, you know, if you stop and look around, we all have this experience on almost a daily basis where whatever product or service that we just paid for, maybe we, we get exactly what we paid for, but for whatever reason, it's lacking because of the experience. I recently wrote a blog post on um, this cheap uh, webinar light that I got, you know, and it came in about a hundred pieces with with no directions. You know, I just oh, thought great. to myself, like, don't get me wrong, it was an inexpensive uh, lighting setup, right, that I just used for like recording these podcasts and stuff like that. But I was just thinking to myself, like, how easy would it have been to enhance the client experience here just with a quick tutorial? 
you know, like just a yeah. quick little, I mean, single, not printed on nice paper, but just piece of paper with some instructions on how to set things up. So yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah. I think that's very insightful as well. I want to dive into how you started uh, Pepper though. So mm-hmm. at what point did you end up hiring a VA and realizing like how amazing that was? You know, what led you to start Pepper? I looked at hiring a VA. So the first thing I did is I outsourced my social media and I felt, it felt a little bit scary, but it was so incredible. I can't even imagine taking it back. So certain aspects of it, like the posting and some of the captions, um, any interacting is still me because that's still important to me, but just not having to select photos and arrange them um, was amazing. So I did that and then I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll outsource editing, but I'm really attached to my photos. I'm one of those. I want yeah. to those photographers, right? I get it. Because for me, a photo is just a snap, like a maybe a drawing, and then my edit is the painting. It's the sure. final product. So it's a part of my creative process. So I'm like, oh, I really don't want to give that up. Like, well, you know what really slows me down, especially slows me down to editing are my emails and my client touch points and my workflows. And I need to be doing all these things and I'm just not. Or if I am, it's just like coming in my mind, like has that questionnaire been sent out? Is it a month before so-and-so's wedding? And I find that really stressful and it kept taking me out of my editing zone. So then I started looking at hiring an assistant and I looked at Upwork. I looked at hiring someone in person and maybe sharing that person with some fellow photographers. And then I looked at um, some other VA companies and I came to realize, I felt like they didn't get me. I I looked at these other companies and I I looked at these different options. I'm like, do they, will they understand the client experience? Like, will they understand my brand? Like what I'm about, what it is to be a creative entrepreneur? Are they going to be a really great asset to my team? And I, I wasn't sure. And then also looking at other VA companies and what they do, they offered so many services. It gave me anxiety looking at it. Yeah. And it was confusing to me. I'm like, should I be doing all these things? Like how much is this going to cost me? And it just trying to figure it out was instant no for me. Like if it's not clear and simple and easy, if they don't already get what I need, it's a no. Like I'm just going to go back to my maintenance mode and just struggle through another year and I'll figure it out later. I think that's one of the, I've had the same experience, especially in hiring a VA. You know, I think one of the big questions is, are they going to care about my business in the same way that I care about my business? And maybe that's too much to ask, at least in a comparable way as I care about my business. And uh, so that's been one of the biggest hurdles for me to get over, especially when it comes to hiring a, any sort of contractor, I think. But I didn't mean to cut you off there. So if you had something more. No, yeah. that's great. Yeah, Yeah. That's I true. guess my biggest question there, and I just want to, I want to tackle this at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. how should I get over that fear? Because we've hired people. We, we have two mm-hmm. uh, fantastic designers, but they are, they're employees of ours, you know? And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, they care about the business because they, they're a part of the business, right? How do I get through this fear of hiring a VA you know, this, this idea like, okay, I'm going to trust somebody with my emails, you know, and not that I'm sending mm-hmm. super top secret stuff, you know, but email, <laughs> wow. like it's private correspondence, right? You know, occasionally right. I get an email from, you know, a, a industry friend who's also a close friend, you know, and how, so how do I, I want to know, how do I get to that point where I can trust somebody with my work? I think, I think a couple things. First, I would say if you were inquiring with Pepper and you asked me that, I would tell you that we only hire really awesome people that really care 
what they do and they're professionals at what they do. You are a professional, let's say, I'll say you're a professional photographer and what you do is photography and you're awesome at it. People hire you to be a photographer. Well, people hire Pepper to be administrators and we are just as awesome at doing that. And yeah, we really do care. And we're going to be faster at doing your admin than you will ever be (laughs) because this is what we do professionally. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that for one. And then two, I think it's also just realizing I really need this in my life. I really need to outsource. I really need help with this. And you just have to take the plunge and see how amazing it will be and how much your life will be better with it. Yeah. And I'm guessing that there's some sort of uh, professional relationship in in the way of a contact, a contract or an agreement where, you know, confidentiality and things like that are respected. Absolutely. Without even said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe kind of like you, uh, when you hired your social media manager mm-hmm. and just the, the relief that that uh, brought, you know? Yes. And it's not as scary as you think. Like we build it up in our mind, like, yeah, whether maybe they won't reply to my clients, like I reply to my clients. And that's a, that's a fair question. And what I say is we're not replying as you We're replying as one of your team members, as far as your clients know, your assistant is your employee, like is on your team. They're not pepper. They don't know we can exist. We are there for you. Like that person is your dedicated assistant. They're going to know you and your business and your brand and your workflow and your client care. And they're going to care about your business as much as you are. Yeah. This sounds, this sounds pretty incredible. I think I'm I'm almost sold on this. So, (laughs) but anyways, moving beyond that, let's talk about how somebody knows that they're ready to hire a VA, you know, and then what kind of work they should outsource. I think, again, one of the overwhelming things uh, as we are looking for VAs and looking at the kind of services they can provide, they can provide so many things. And I think that's one of the traps of hiring in general, whether it's an employer or whether it's a contractor, it's just this, this vague sense that, you know, there's a lot that needs to be done but not mm. concretely understanding, okay, what can this person do that's going to bring value to my day? You know, in terms of maybe freeing me up so I can tackle other things. This is something that I've talked with uh, Nancy Ray about. Nancy Ray is a photographer who teaches about uh, hiring. And um, she was on this podcast last year. And, you know, I guess we're, we're recording in 2018, but this is going to go live in 2019. So technically at the time of recording it, she was on the podcast this this year, but how do you how do you decide like okay one I'm ready to hi- to hire somebody and then what kind of tasks should they take on like what should I expect from the the VA? Okay, so we only offer so many services, so we don't offer a whole bunch of different things. You can like, do I need this? Do I need that? Because almost too many options will give you anxiety. That's what sure. happened to me when I looked at it. So you would see what we offer. And it, the services we do offer are fairly basic, but so integral to your business. And you would have a consult call with us. And I'd be like, hey, Davey, how's it going? What can I do today that would make your life easier? And I bet you the first thing you'd say is emails. Yeah. <laughs> well, for sure. <laughs> right? For sure. I think emails like one of the standard ones on there. Uh, but these lists, like you said, some of these lists are like 50 items long. Yeah. And it, like you look at that, like, am I even doing all these things myself? <laughs> am I failing already? And I haven't even hired someone. That is not the feeling you want, right? So what are the core services that you feel like these are easy wins if you outsource? Easy, easy wins. Emails, workflow, which includes your contracts, your invoicing, questionnaires. And the things with questionnaires, even if you want to blog, it's okay. Well, these are all the vendors that I'm working with and I need the tags for them. I need to, their websites or who they are on social media. So when I do go and do that, I have that all, that all that information already. So it's the things that you do for every single client that you book. Yeah. And that are repeatable, I guess. Yes, exactly. 
Yes, exactly. And then we would work those for you. So you, you would have this client, you would know what wedding date it is and all the work that goes ahead of that, we would do it for you. And even any post work like client touch points, happy anniversary, or even a really great one that we love for a client touch point is three months out from your wedding. Hey, go on a date, love your photographer. Don't talk about your wedding. <laughs> Here's a GC, go for a beer. Yeah. Go to go to old fashioned um, movie theater and hold hands. Yeah, right? I, that's great. And so a VA, I guess, could do all of these things. Like how how is that even set up in terms of like email? Do they just have access to your email account so they can send these emails? Yes, exactly. So we would sign into your email. We would look through it. Anything that's a newsletter, maybe you're signed up to or something that's obviously personal, we would leave it. We would answer any of your client inquiries or questions and we would respond to them. It would go into a folder that says um, Pepper completed. So any work that you don't need to see, like anything that we do that's just done, and you can look at it if you want. And then another one that would say follow up. So anything you need to follow up on, and we would let you know, but we don't delete any of your emails. Okay. Okay. So I guess the second, the second half of this line of questioning would be around how to set up a, a system to maintain a good working relationship with your VA. Cause I also think that that's, that gives me a little anxiety too, you know, in terms of like just accountability. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. like accountability, like between a teacher and a student, you know, necessarily, right. but just this, you know, here are the expectations, right. And yeah. here's how we make sure that you're, you're following through the, on those expectations. So what's an ideal setup with a administrative assistant or a VA on maybe a daily, weekly, or uh, monthly basis. Yes. So you'll be hearing from your VA, if not daily, then every other day, depending sure. on how busy you are and how busy your inbox is or how much client care that you're going to require. We would have a weekly check-in and we would let you know, hey, hey, Davey, these are many hours that we've used out of your allotted time this week for your whole month. And at the end of the month, there'd be a spot where we can do a, one of these, like a video call. And at any time you can request an appointment to have a video call with your VA and just talk things out, get to know each other. And then yes, at the end of the month, we're going to have a system that you let us know how we did and any suggestions or feedback. You're like, I love this and this and this, but I feel like this could have been a little bit better. And we take that seriously. And we really want to know because we want it to be the best service possible. And I know that Maybe for you, it's different than for the next creative and mm-hmm. what you need and what they need. So it really is so personal, but we do really want that feedback and we want you to be honest and we're just going to keep getting better and growing with you. Yeah. So for the first month also, I should say the first month that you sign up, you get five additional hours for free. Okay. Just as I guess the extra training that goes into getting on the same page with your VA. Yes. Because they're... I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are probably going to be a few like back and forth and figuring each other out because we're both human beings and it would be like that for any employee or any kind of working relationship. And we realize that's, that's going to happen, but we want the inconvenience to be on our side. So walk me through this. If I, if I were to sign up with Pepper or, you know, just the expectation I should have, even if I were to hire a a VA, just, uh, just in general, what kind of expectations should I have from the beginning or what kind of expectations should I set from the beginning so that it's successful? Are you talking about task wise or relationship wise? Yeah, more just like uh, making sure that they understand, you know, so for instance, every, I'm sure that uh, VAs work with, uh, you know, a bunch of different people and each of those people have different voices, you know, and different styles and, you know, Krista loves to send a lot of emails with exclamation points. And I always tell her that an exclamation point can't possibly go at the end of every sentence. Right. And whereas, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I know, and that's, the thing is that 
uh, it's yeah. so fun and we have this debate all the time whereas if i get you get an email from me like it might have one excla- exclamation point mm-hmm. where where i say hey have a great weekend or have a great day you know okay. so so what are the ways mm-hmm. that you know i guess if you have any tips for setting up uh, the relationship from the beginning so yeah. that that person understands like here's how i typically respond here's when i typically yes. respond that's yeah. that sort of stuff Okay, I get where you're going. So what we do is after the consult, you have access to, we do it through Google Drive right now Mm -hmm. and you have your own file. And in there, we'll ask you for any canned responses or responses you already give your clients or any phrases or words that you use or what your vibe is. And even though we're responding as your assistant, we're not responding as you, so we won't be you, Mm -hmm. but we can still respond brand appropriate. Sure. So that is our goal. Absolutely. So with you, with your clients, if you're more like laid back and easygoing and more calm, but still like friendly, we can definitely get that vibe, but still respond as us. So you don't have to feel like my assistant doesn't sound like me. Yeah. So you can feel like my assistant gets what I'm about and how I interact with my clients. And then let's say Krista, if she's like, yeah, like this is awesome. I almost swore on your podcast. <laughs> no, no. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Like I, like we know that we can totally respond with like high energy and we're super stoked and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. It'll be tweaked for every person. So about how much time have you, have you found that it, that a creative entrepreneur would need from a VA or administrative assistant on a weekly basis? I think that's one of the harder things to gauge too, because, you know, some weeks like this week leading up to Christmas seems like it's just so busy. You know, it seems like I have a thousand emails uh, just because everybody's wrapping stuff up so that they can go enjoy Christmas and New Year's and have a have a little bit of a break. Um, Whereas other weeks, you know, maybe it's just a lighter. So how does that work? Like, is there a sweet spot in terms of like if someone to hire a VA, they should be looking for somebody to do what, 10, 15, 20 hours a week? I would say depending on really how much help you need, because here's the thing, like maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're even starting your business and the way you're setting up your business is, you know, if I want my business to be sustainable, I'm going to start outsourcing from the beginning and Mm -hmm. I'm going to budget for that. So maybe you only need like 10 hours a month because really you think about it. How long does an email take? Yeah. How long? Like, oh, right. A few minutes. And it would probably, you know, and it's funny because it would probably be shorter you know, it would probably take less time for, coming from a VA than it would from me myself because I'm going to sit there and think about it for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, right. and then end and then up sending the same email I drafted else. with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and like that was like me. I would be editing and then email, and I'm like, oh, I'm not quite happy with that, so I'll go back to editing. Oh, I haven't sent that email yet, so I'll go back to that. Yeah. And your assistant is going to be focused on those tasks one at a time. Yeah. And they're going to get them done so so quickly. So I would say, like to kind of um, answer that question, I would say start with our base package, which is 10 hours a month. If you're not, if you have no idea, you yeah. have no idea how much time you need. And then you can always add more hours or yeah. you can decrease the next month. Well, th- 10 hours is our base, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty good advice uh, just in general. You know, even when we went about hiring people, you know, starting at a level where we know we could provide uh, like enough work. And then if, yeah. if we need to, if we need to provide more work, then we can just increase Exactly. instead of, you know, starting with 40 hours a week or whatever, and then, and then having to take away hours. That will, that would give me so much anxiety if I did it that way. I would just do, just do the base, just do the base and think, okay, what are my critical pain points? Mm-hmm. Like what really slows me down? Like what really causes me stress in my business? And I think immediately for almost everyone, it's going to be the emails and workflow and then start with that. 
And then next month, after you have like worked out the kinks, you get to know each other, you're like, yes, I really love my assistant. This is already making my life better. I'm going to give them client touch points. I'm going to give them some of my bookkeeping. I'm going to let them submit to blogs and publications for me. Yeah. And there's probably, you know, I imagine, you know, at least, uh, and maybe I'm projecting here uh, just because of those deep seated trust issues. <laughs> but <laughs> I would also imagine too, like if you give somebody, if you say, Hey, I'm going to start with something like 10 hours a week and I'm going to give them these tasks. And these tasks are, are fairly benign in the sense that like, you know, something like email that just has to be done mm-hmm. on a daily basis, but it won't be the end of the world if there's like a, a mistake, you know, I mean, for the right. most part. Right. Right. And, yeah. and it's just a good way to build trust with that person. And then, you know, uh, if they, if, if, you know, for me, it would be like, okay, well they can handle that. So, you know, I might as well give them something like, you know, my bookkeeping or my, you know, contracts and invoices or, or, or whatever. I think it's really interesting because obviously you're a very organized person, yeah. right? I can, I can tell, <laughs> but mostly, you know, it's funny. I like, I am, I guess a sidebar to a certain extent, but uh, Krista is the, the Krista is like on another, it's like, she's from another planet as far as like organization <laughs> comes, you know? So I think it's like awesome. in part, like I've just been trained, you know, it's like somewhere along the ways of, of being married for the last nine years, Krista has trained me into this person that has, you know, canned emails and schedulers and things like that. All things that, you know, you went through even in uh, setting up this, uh, this podcast and stuff like that. But yes, yeah. I, I would consider myself fairly organized. Amazing. Amazing. So I've already interacted and we've gone through beta testing and we're just wrapping up our first round of beta testing and the creatives that we worked with, you wouldn't even believe how crazy talented they are, how much they are influencers in our industry, but they were unorganized with when it comes to workflow and, or maybe not even are aware like what a workflow is. Sure. So I see like just a creative mind, like a creative person that does all these things, but they're so disorganized when it comes to their business. If they were to come to Pepper and be like, I'm doing all these things and I need help and I don't know what I need. And if we were to say, Hey Davey, like you need, you need this and you need that. Like you need all these different things that we offer because this will make your life so much better. Just the thought of having to organize those things in their own life would be so stressful. Yeah. So just even going back to like, yes, just get the basics, get the basics for that first month, maybe two, and then just build on that. And it it takes the stress off you as well. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. And I want to talk though now about pay. You know, I think that's what it, you know, that's what (laughs) it all comes out. This all sounds great. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this to be like, yes. I need somebody to take some of these things. I need my emails taken off my my plate so that I can focus on content creation or whatever it is that they they love to do. And but really, what what should somebody expect to pay when it comes to hiring a VA? Or you know, and and I'm sure the rates out there vary. You know, uh, and I know when I was looking, the rates varied, and I got different advice on like, hey, if someone's not charging at least this much, then you know you want to avoid that person. However, if somebody's right. charging this much, then for for whatever this is, that's outrageous. You know, so can you give some guidelines at, at least uh, when it comes to figuring out what we should be paying somebody or what should we should expect to pay somebody if we want to start outsourcing some of this stuff? So our base package for 10 hours a month is $350, okay. $350. And the more hours you buy, the rate goes down per hour. And that's pretty industry standard. Okay. And so, you, and that's pretty much, com- that's competitive with yeah. kind of what, what's out there. So yeah. you start out at 350 a month, right? Yeah. And then yes. the more out, the more hours you add, and is it, so it, it sounds like it's by package. So if you went up to the next package, it would come down, like it's not by hour. So if, if you added an 11th hour, it's not like the rate comes down, right? Right. You yeah. can, you can even add, we do have a, like a data top up option okay. or if you just want like an extra hour, yeah. it's $40 for okay. that hour. Okay. 
for awesome. a little top up. And then we have a 20 hour and a 30 hour package. And then we have a custom. So if you feel like you're going to need more than 30 hours a month, you can contact us directly and we'll work something out special for you. Okay. Awesome. And that's, I've heard that around $35 an hour for virtual assistant uh, work. And, and I, I do like this concept though, of a sliding scale where, you know, you add, you add some more hours, you can guarantee some more hours on a monthly basis, then um, maybe that rate comes down a bit. Yeah. So that's good to know. I should mention too, it's not official yet, but we're going to also be having a special projects section. So your assistant won't be doing things like copywriting, newsletters, blogging, any kind of graphic design, like client PDFs, but we are going to be bringing on someone just for those special projects. And that'll be its own, its own kind of like a la carte item you could purchase. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And, and, oh yeah. And this, we're working on this right now. It's really exciting is we're starting a client touchpoint store. So if you don't have any systems already in place for your client touch points, if you don't have your own packaging for thank you cards or surprise print gifts or things like that, we will have them for you. You can just purchase directly through your assistant and we'll take care of everything. Oh, so it's, it's like a drop shipping, yes. you know, a client gift, let's say. Yes, exactly. All and right. those are just purchase on demand. And we, will, and we would do everything for you. You don't have to go buy anything, source anything, ship us anything for us to take care of. It is literally all through Pepper. So I do want to talk about just uh, kind of the behind the scenes of starting Pepper here a little bit more. Mm. Before I mm -hmm. get to that, though, so and we've talked, you know, you've been uh, talking about this entire topic of hiring a VA from the perspective of Pepper, which I think is, you know, insightful for anybody thinking about hiring a VA, getting kind of an understanding of and some context or maybe how much they should pay and what and what services they should uh, they ought to outsource. But I guess one of my questions about is going to this is a question about Pepper specifically. All right. You all are based in Canada. And yeah. what sets your service, your kind of VA? And, and I said agency before I was talking to you about this. I think, I think you can call it an agency. Yeah, VA yeah. agency. Yeah. What, like, what separates your VA agency from kind of what, what's already out there? We are in creative niche. Yeah. So we're already going to know about the creative industry and what it's like to be a creative entrepreneur because I have been there. And we just even going back to how you interact with your clients. So if you are a VA and you're interacting for lawyers, accountants, realtors, it's going to be completely different than how you interact with a creative client. Sure. And also already knowing the basis of your workflow and the things that you already need to do and already aware of what probably your most critical pain points are, our assistants are already going to know those things. Yeah. I, and I think that's, you know, I just, as you talk about some of these things, I think that's one thing that really stands out is uh, it's nice, you know, when you're, when you're looking to hire somebody, hiring somebody that's already familiar with your industry on some level, you know, because yeah. it is different, uh, like you said, than hiring somebody that's going to be, you know, administrative assistant for an accountant, let's say, you know, yes, they're going to have even, very different uh, interactions. Even your, your interaction, not just with VA's interaction, not with your clients, but with you. So if yeah. you hire an assistant that loves something creative as well, and like can interact with you on that level or understands that it's going to be so different than someone that they're like, oh, I don't really care about the creative industry, but I will do your emails. Yeah. And even, even on the level of some of these special projects, you know, like you probably, you know, if you hire a VA that's, that's not necessarily niched into your, your industry, uh, then they're probably unable to do some of these special projects that you had just mentioned just because they're going to, they're, they're not, not going to have any context for, for getting them done. 
So that is really interesting. We are we're excited to uh, hear more about your launch. And before I before I pivot here into talking about some of your, your learnings from starting a second business. Oh yes. <laughs> I definitely want to hear about that. You launch officially on March first. Yeah. You can sign up on it's meatpepper dot ca. CA. All right. Yeah. Meat pepper. We're Canadians over yeah. here, right? <laughs> we have a we have a Canadian who works for us and we love her. So Oh good. Yeah. So uh, meatpepper.ca. Uh, you can go, you can sign up to be part of the waiting list. You will get special three month pricing, right? If yes. you sign up to be part of the waiting list and you decide to go with uh, Pepper. So just throwing that out there, all that stuff will be in the show notes. I do want to uh, change gears here and I want to talk about what you've learned from starting a second business and you know, I guess just in general, what that experience has been like. And here's the reason I ask is because <laughs> I feel like every year I'm starting another business. Mm-hmm. Some some mm-hmm. have failed, you know, some have worked mm-hmm. out. And I feel like it should always be easier than it is, you know, because mm. once, you, once you've built a business, you know, when we built our photography business, it's up and running, we, we're, it's profitable, we're getting clients, things are going well. And so you just seem like, I, I've, I've done this before, I'm going to go build another business. But I always forget I guess the hustle that's involved in those first steps. And I always find myself from or reminding myself in those situations, like, man, I really have to go back to the basics. You know, like I'm talking developing a new client avatar, some things that I skip over because I think like, oh, I've, you know, I've done this yes. before. Right. Yes. I, that is what I've discovered as well. Like I was trying to think of an answer to that. And I'm like, well, like, I feel like it's going really well and I'm not feeling too stressed about it. And that's okay. You know, like just because you've taken the proper steps, like you don't have to like tell me you've, you know, <laughs> you don't have to tell me this has been harder than it, than it's been just, just so that I feel better. <laughs> you know, but you touched on that, on that one point. I feel like I intuitively know so much that sometimes explaining it to someone else, I have to actually take a step back and be like, like, yes, this person can't read my mind and they haven't, they don't have all the experience that I have. So like a teammate, for example, yeah. and we're working on the business development and I could look at them and be like, oh yeah, I actually need to explain this to you because you don't know this part. Yeah. <laughs> so no... there, there is that. Yeah. Cause you've already done that. You've already gone through that process with a previous business and you're, you've just gone through it already in your mind for your next one. So just in, in preparing for this second launch for this new company, what yeah. are some things that you went through to ensure that this is going to be uh, successful? I know, I mean, just uh, from observation, mm-hmm. it sounds like you've done maybe a couple rounds or are doing a couple rounds of just beta testing, just getting yes. people in, uh, understanding what their needs are, you know, maybe where, where pain points are. Uh, and I'm sure iterating on that. The first thing I did is just talk to other creatives. That was like the number one thing that I did and just interacting with my industry and asking them what they're feeling and what they would need help with. And it came up over and over again, the base services that we are offering, that those are the things that almost everyone is struggling with. So even just having an idea of like, I need an assistant. Okay, well, what do like what do other people need? Do they feel the same way as me? So I'd say that was the number one thing to really do some really good market research and on the ground research face to face. And then definitely beta testing. Absolutely. Uh, we had a Zoom party that we didn't intend to have, which was, <laughs> which was part of the testing. So yeah, definitely. That's important. Yeah. So getting people actually through and experiencing your, your product before you release it uh, to the public. Just teeny tiny little details. Can I ask about some other things that it seems like that I've noticed you do, right? But you haven't mentioned. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. So uh, one thing is just the email list, just having a place where people can go and sign up that they're and say that they're interested. Yeah. So 
why have that? Oh, then you really know. You really know how many people are interested. You can have this great idea, but if you don't have a concrete list or a concrete number, then how do you prepare for that? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, and that's, you know, kind of what I was hoping you would say, because when you go and ask people, you know, during that market research phase, you know, if you go and ask people like, hey, are you interested, would you be interested in this? It's really easy for people to say, yeah, sure. You know, I'd be, I'd be interested in that. But, it, right. you know, it's, it's not until like the rubber needs to meet the road, you know, and somebody yes. needs to raise their hand and say, no, seriously, I'm interested in this. And I think a uh, uh, email list is that first, that first signal that, you know, when somebody's willing to subscribe to that email list and be kept yes. up to date on, you know, w this service and how it's developing and when it's going to be available or wanting details. I think that's the first signal that somebody's actually interested in the service. Right. And really, you think about it when people sign up to your newsletter, it is actually such an honor because we're especially us like we're on social media and we're interacting. There's so much of us going out and things coming to us. Like if you sign up for a newsletter and you're inviting more into your life, more information. That, yeah, I feel so honored. Like, wow. Adding more, adding more emails, yeah. uh, you know, to that inbox that we need managed by somebody, yes. you know? Yes, exactly. But as a business owner too, you know, it's a, it's so valuable because it's a way for us to actually follow up with that person as well. You know, whereas with social media, uh, whether they see the post or they don't see the post, there's no really accountability. Like if you show up in somebody's inbox and you ask them a question, you know, kind of there's a burden on them almost to, to say yes or no. Right. Whereas with social media, you know, you can scroll through a post, see it, but not engage with it at all. So that's one mm -hmm. of the first things that I, that I wanted to point out that I think is just a, a, a wise move, even in advance of, of your launch. But the second thing is, is you've sought out some coaching, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesse and Becky, idealist. I love you guys. Yeah. And so they've been, they've actually been guests on the podcast as well. And I, I just like bringing that out because I think, again, it's so important to have an outside perspective speaking into your business at every level, you know? It's huge. Yeah. And uh, coaching is something that I invest in. And I just think it's it's really important for somebody who's outside your business that, you know, isn't blind to the same things that you're blind to, to be able to say, really, like, why, you know, why are you doing that? Explain that to me. And I've just found that so beneficial. So I, I you know, I just wanted to point those things out as well. In addition to, you know, what, what you had mentioned earlier, because I think anybody who's starting a new business uh, could benefit from those things as well. I think it was, it was so important to have them, but they really keep me honest and <laughs> keep me on track as well. Jesse, especially, which I love. And I love that. I yeah. love that. But they really do help you set your mindset. And even the fact that you're hiring a coach, it means you really do care yeah. about your business and what you're doing and trying it, trying to do it the best you can. And I think I probably could have gotten to where I am if I didn't have a coach, but maybe years later. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think on so many levels, I think one of the biggest things about hiring a coach beyond somebody that can call you out on, on some BS occasionally yeah, is yeah. just the accountability, you know, and, yeah. and often that accountability is them calling you out on BS because you say, you know, no, I'm not saying you, but in general, no. we can make sure, up excuses as to, on. you know, where, <laughs> yeah. you know, why we're not progressing forward with this idea. And they can say, no, really, that's not an excuse, you know, like, Hey, yeah. you need to get over whatever this fear is and just go do it. And I think that's, you know, value enough uh, to pay for a coach. Uh, and then of course, you know, they do a good coach does tend to provide some great insight beyond that as great well. Insight. I was going to say like just guidance and seeing things differently. I mean, like, Hey, have you thought about this? Yeah. And it could be a huge, could be a game changer. Like those light bulb moments are, they happen all the time. 
when I work with them. Yeah, and I think those light bulb moments. That's why that's why an outside perspective is so valuable because those it's those uh, outside ideas. You know, it's somebody who's looking at a problem. Uh, the same problem you are, uh, but because they have different experiences and maybe they're in a different industry, they can speak into it. And you're like, oh yeah, well, you know, why didn't I, yeah. I you know, why didn't I see yeah. that? And they see so much. Oh yeah. We could talk about them all day. <laughs> yeah. We obviously both love them. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and just coaching in general. I just wanted to bring yeah. that up in general. I think it's such a valuable investment uh, for people yeah. to make. So where can people learn more? How can people get on this email list to figure out, you know, maybe even get involved with some testing, although that might, doors might've already been closed on that. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. even just to learn about these services uh, and potentially outsource to Pepper. You can find us on Instagram at meet.pepper. Our website is www.meetpepper.ca. And you can find us on Facebook as Pepper, your badass business BFF. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Well, Stacey, I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that we got an opportunity to talk about this. Again, outsourcing, I think, can be such a game changer for people and their businesses because it just allows them to free up their mind, focus on the things that are more important to them. And also, you know, hopefully by freeing up their mind allows them to be more uh, creative as well. So thank yeah. you so much for taking your time and sharing your expertise with us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantCrista.com.